2009. Fliss. Fliss? This place is incredible! Fliss grinned as she watched Lara spin around in the entrance hall of Holly Cottage. Her long, wavy blonde hair fanned out behind her, coloured red and green and gold by the streams of sunlight pouring in through the panes of stained glass that framed the front door. I knew you'd like it, she said. Mostly it was great to see Lara outside of the university library, where she'd seemed to live for weeks before finals. She needed sunshine and fresh air and fun, Fliss had decided. They all did. And she'd even managed to convince her parents to help them do just that. Holly Cottage had been in Fliss's family since she was a baby. So many wonderful family holidays had been spent in the cottage on Mistletoe Island, right off the western edge of the Scottish coast. But Fliss had a feeling this holiday would be the best. As long as you don't let any of those friends of yours get too wild, her father had said, reluctantly handing over the keys to the cottage. I know we can always trust you to behave, but I'm not so sure about some of the rest of them. Her mother had talked him round, reminding him of how hard Fliss had worked to get her degree and how this would be the friend's last chance to blow off steam together before they settled down and got real jobs. It helped that Fliss had never once done anything to make them think that there was any risk in letting her stay at the cottage with her friends for a week. It helped even more that her parents hadn't heard the stories of what her friends had got up to at university. Fliss shook her head clear of such thoughts. Her parents weren't here. She didn't have to worry about disappointing them. It was just the seven of them for seven whole days. She looked around. Where are the others? Coming, coming. Neil appeared in the doorway with two suitcases and a huge grin. Apparently, Caitlin's feminist sensibilities didn't go as far as actually carrying her own suitcase when her boyfriend was there to do it for her. That or Neil was still trying to make up for something. Probably the latter. Look at this. An actual holiday cottage. Not a hostel or tent. We must be grown-ups at last. Apart from Harry... John said, leaning his own suitcase against the wall by the old grandfather clock that had chimed every hour since before Fliss was born. He's taken a vow of eternal childhood. He'll never age past 21. Fliss thought that was entirely possible. Harry was their joker, their player, the Viking-like rugby star who could drink them all under the table, the one who never revised until the last minute at uni, and even then only when Lara forced him, but still never worried about passing his degree. He probably figured he'd talk his way into a better result if he needed to. Harry always could charm anyone into anything, even examiners. She could hear him outside right now with Alec, trying to find the best place to house the mini kegs of beer they'd brought with them. At least she could count on Alec to make sure nothing exploded. Alec was solid. They all knew they could rely on Alec for a pint in the evening, to score the winning try on the rugby pitch, to get a proper job straight out of uni. 
Alec always shrugged and said he wasn't anything special when they complained about his constant winning at life. But Fliss had figured out Alec's secret. He just got on with it. Whatever he needed doing, he worked and made sure it happened. Well, mostly anyway. He never did seem to master girlfriends or cooking. Her gaze finally settled again on Lara, beaming up at John and looking more relaxed than she had in months. If Harry was the party animal, Lara was their workaholic, the one who always had her essays planned and researched almost as soon as they were set, but still ended up working all night the day before the deadline to make sure her work was absolutely perfect. Of course, all that studying meant that when Lara did cut loose and relax, she really knew how to party.